Hi, I'm Danny Simon, and I lead the New Life Fellowship Church here at Manipal. I'm so glad that you tuned in with us today to listen to our audio podcast. Do subscribe so that you can tune in every week. You know, I believe that a spoken word can change lives, and my prayer and my hope is that as you listen to today's message, it will change your life as you know it. Enjoy the message. Shall we just uh, bow our heads and look to the Lord before we hear the word? Father, we thank you for this time. You brought us into your presence, Lord. Father, each one of us are precious in your sight. And Lord, you're here in our midst and you know the needs of your children. Lord, you know the challenges, the battles that we face and the situations that we go through, Lord. And thank you, Daddy, that you are faithful. In everything that we go through, you are there with us, Lord. As we sang this morning, you're faithful all the days of my life, O oh God. Thank you, Lord. Father, we humble ourselves, we surrender ourselves this morning. Give us a heart to hear your word. Lord, quicken our spirits, Lord. Surrender myself into your hands. Strengthen me, cover me with your precious blood. Lord, have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Many years back, I heard a story and uh, the story goes like this. It was in one of the, it was in Russia or uh, one of the Eastern European nation. Uh, one day, a young boy, as usual, was preparing to go to school. And uh, his father, as it was his regular practice, would send him to school with these words. No matter what happens, I'm there with you to help you. So the, so the boy would hear these words and go to school every day morning. And it so happened one day that the school building collapsed and many children died. But miraculously, this boy and uh, many other kids with him, children with him were rescued and, uh, you know, they were saved. And in that accident, the father was trying to frantically find his son desperately and uh, when the father saw his son the son had a smile on his face and later they asked him uh, how did you manage how did you survive many children died but you and few children with you survived the accident so the boy said I knew my father would come because he told me that he will come and he will be there to help me and he spoke those words to his friends and they were all waiting with expectation for the boy's father to come. This morning, I want to talk about a God who is faithful. A daddy who will be there with us, no matter what situation that we go through in life. In fact, faithfulness is the, is the very being of our God. One of the attributes of our God is that he is a faithful God. And this is his promise and his word that he will be with us no matter what situation that we go through in our life. And that is a promise and that is the assurance that we have this morning. And I want to talk about a few points. You know, even when we look into the life of the Israelites in the wilderness, we see the faithfulness of God. For 40 years, they walked in the wilderness. 
every day of their lives god took care of them god provided for them god took care of every needs he gave them the food the water he protected them till they came to the promised land not even a single day that they failed to experience the presence of god that's how faithful our god is when we turn to the book of exodus chapter 17 we read that god brings them to the place called rephidim and this is what it says exodus chapter 17 verse 1 this is what the word of god says the whole israelite community set out from the desert of sin traveling from place to place as the lord commanded they camped at rephidim but there was no water for the people to drink we read there that they journeyed from place to place you know they did not randomly journey they did not go to one place and pitch their tent and one day they just decided to uh, you know pack and leave no but the word of god says that as the lord commanded they did everything so their journey was planned by god and prepared by god and led by god and here we read that they camped at rephidim but there was no water for the people to drink you know in their journey god takes them to the place where there was no water where there was a lack where there was a struggle in their life and that comes to my first point this morning you know lack and struggle in life does not mean lack of purpose in our life you know lack and struggle in life does not mean lack of purpose in life as i said it was the lord who was leading them and the lord was the one who brought them to a place where there was no water you know god had planned this but the israelites could not understand this and the israelites could not see this you know even even in our life many times as we set our hearts to obey the lord as we decide to walk with the lord there will come times in our life where he will bring us to places of lack where he will bring us to places of struggles in our life and we need to understand that every lack every struggle that we go through there is a purpose you know there is a purpose that which god is working behind in our lives and in the same way god had a purpose for the israelites for bringing them to the place of rephidim he brought them intentionally to that place and there was no water in that place for them to drink water is the most essential need of our lives you know an average person cannot survive even 3 to 4 days without water a person can live for 40 days and even more without food but he cannot survive for without water for more than 3 or 4 days and when god brought the israelites to a place where there was absolutely no water he knew what he was doing you know in the in the bible water uh, you know water represents two things one is the life of god and the other thing is the purity or holiness and we see here there was a deeper purpose that god was preparing and working in the life of the israelites when he brought them to the place of rephidim while the israelites were struggling they were you know they were frustrated they were anxious and they were looking for physical water god was doing a deeper work and he was trying to tell them that when you look for the physical water there i am the source of the living water and why is this so important for the israelites to understand that god was the source of living waters you know if you look at the bible we read that you know um, in the in the book of revelation we read that you know in the from the presence of god there is always a river that flows and we read that from the presence of god from the throne of god there is a river that flows and this river brings healing and life to the nations 
and even in the book of ezekiel we read that you know from the temple of god there was a river that was flowing and so you know we need to un- understand that god was doing a deeper work in the life of the israelites he was telling them you can look for water around you but i am the source of water that will give you strength and sustain you in your life and the israelites had to understand this why it was important for the israelites to understand this as i said water is very essential no person can survive for more than 4 days without water you know no army can plan a battle without water they will be defeated if they have no water no city can survive if their water supply is taken away no matter how strong and fortified the city is and we read further down in this chapter that god was preparing the israelites for a battle he was preparing them for the battle the amalekites came and attacked the israelites and he was preparing them and he was telling them i am the source of your strength i am the source of your sustenance and there was one more reason as i mentioned earlier water in the bible represent holiness and purity in the old testament water was used for a lot of cleansing ceremonies you know what water was symbolic of purity and holiness and we read in the journey the israelites were taking the next destination the israelites were going into was a place called as sinai you know it was or horeb the region of horeb it was a place where god was preparing to meet with the israelites it was a place where god was preparing to come down and visit the israelites and and show his glory and his power to the israelites and it was a place where god was preparing the hearts of the israelites to to receive those commandments he was preparing them and uh, to teach them that there is a life that is different from the life that you lived in egypt there is a life of separation that you need to walk if you are to walk with me you know and that is what god was preparing the israelites for when he brought them to the place of rephidim you know water was used for the purpose of cleansing you know we all desire to live holy lives because without holiness there is no power in our lives we desire to do the will of god but holiness is not about what we do and what we do not do holiness is about who we become to be the kind of person that we become to be and you cannot you know you cannot become what god wants you to become unless you come to him unless you come to his presence and unless his holiness influences you you know we become the the uh, people the uh, uh, you know with whom we spend the time the most because influence is such a powerful uh, factor that will dictate our lives that is why they normally say show me the books you read and the company you keep and i will tell you what you will be 5 uh, years down the line so if we want to walk a holy life we need to come into the presence of god the source of the living water if you want to fight the battles in your life you need to understand the source of the living water that will strengthen you and sustain you jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13 says for my people have committed two evils they have they have abandoned uh, rejected me the fountain of living water and they have carved out their own cisterns broken cisterns that cannot hold water god is accusing the uh, you know complaining against the israelites and telling them my people have rejected me they have rejected the source the fountain of living water and they have carved out their own cisterns 
You know, in the, in the earlier, the Old Testament times, a cistern was an underground water reservoir. But it did not have a source on its own. It was an artificial man-made reservoir which could contain water. And then God was telling that they're depending on those artificial reservoirs. They failed to come to the source of the living water. The question that I want to ask you this morning is this. Have you identified the source of your strength? Have you identified the source of your sustenance in your life? Many times we try to find our identity and purpose in our work. You know, these are broken systems you know, which cannot sustain us. Many times we try to pursue happiness and achievements and success. And once we reach there, we realize that it is all empty and meaningless. These are broken systems. And many times we try to live our lives to please people, only to realize that when we start getting closer to them, we realize that there is more selfishness in them. These are broken systems. The real source of living water is when we come into God's presence. We need to identify that. If you want to fight your battles, if you want to face your challenges in your life, then you need to identify the source of your sustenance and the source of your strength. Exodus chapter 17 verse 2 says, So they quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Moses replied, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you put the Lord to the test? The second point I want to tell you this morning is this. Do not quarrel with your situation. The Israelites quarreled with Moses and with God. If you are facing frustration and feeling helpless in the problems that you're facing, then you need to change your strategy. You need to change your strategy. The Israelites were trying to find a solution in the physical, but the issue was in the spiritual. The Israelites lacked that spiritual understanding. They lacked that spiritual sensitivity to properly understand their situation. You know, as children of God, we need to realize that every issue that we face in the natural has a spiritual reason. It has a spiritual reason and it can be dealt with no other means but by spiritual means and going into the presence of God. You know, their frustration and helplessness with their situation resulted in their quarrel with Moses and God. When we are feeling helpless, when we are feeling frustrated in our battles, then we are, need to understand we are using the wrong means. Do not fight your situation. Do not quarrel with your situation. No matter how hard the battle is, but when we use the right strategy, we will always be at peace. We will always be at peace. You know, when we face the right situation with the right means, we feel strengthened and we feel empowered. The feeling of frustration and helplessness comes when we are using the wrong means. When we are using the wrong means. The Israelites fought their situation. They could not understand and see things in the spiritual. They quarreled with Moses. They quarreled with God. And the second thing they did was they doubted God's faithfulness. Moses told the Israelites, why are you testing the Lord? Why are you testing the Lord? When we go through lack or trouble, it is easy for us to doubt God's faithfulness. But we need to understand this. God responds to faith. 
you know he responds to faith our resp- our our situation will change only when we respond to faith that is why you know do not doubt god's faithfulness as i shared this morning uh, bef- uh, uh, before i started the word you know the very being of god's nature is that he is a faithful god no matter what we are going through he will always remain faithful if we learn to trust him Matthew chapter 4 verse 7 says Jesus answered Satan and he said it is also written do not put the lord your god to the test do not put the lord your god to the test you know the dangerous thing about doubting god's faithfulness when we doubt god's faithfulness we are opening our minds to the enemy's attack we are opening our minds to the enemy's attack and we are opening the doors for the enemy to come and take control of our minds The enemy is constantly instigating us to doubt God's faithfulness. You know, he wants to us to question whether God is faithful in our lives. And it sets up the enemy when we doubt God's faithfulness, it sets up the enemy to take control and to attack our minds. You know, when we go through these those difficult moments of life, what anchors us is you know, to perfect peace is an understanding that God is a faithful God. when we anchor to this reality when we anchor to this truth then we will be at peace we will be at peace his faithfulness will sustain us his faithfulness will bring us out of those situation if you study the bible god is represented as a god who is faithful as a god who keeps his word as a god who fulfills his promises Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 9 says Know therefore that the Lord your God is God he is faithful God keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments And so this morning I want to tell you this no matter what happens in our lives the Lord will always show up in our lives he will never break his word he will never break his promises that's what it says here he keeps the covenant of love to a thousand generation of those who love him and keep his commandments Hosea chapter 11 verse 12 says Ephraim has surrounded me with lies Israel with deceit and Judah is unruly against God even against the faithful holy one Hosea goes on to say describe God as the faithful holy one and in the first portion of the scripture we read that Israel was walking in deceit Israel was walking in lies in spite of their unfaithfulness Hosea says that God is a faithful one you know in spite of our unfaithfulness i want to remind you that our lord is faithful to us so in his life god showed up god delivered him god gave him open doors the reason is because he understood god's faithfulness his life was anchored on the reality of this truth you know he could he could sleep a peaceful sleep in the midst of his enemies who were threatening to kill him because he knew that his god is a faithful god His God will come to keep his word and his promises. Psalms 146 verse 6 says, He is the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything in them. He remains faithful forever. You know, this is a praise song sung by the psalmist of Israel because the nation of Israel had seen the faithfulness of God. Never did God let the Israelites down in the in 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 the midst of their enemies. There were many enemies who attacked the Israel, nation of Israel, but every time we see no matter what the situation was, God never 
delivered the nation of Israel into their enemy's hands. And that's why the psalmist was singing that he is, he remains faithful forever. He remains faithful forever. And I want to remind you, I want to encourage you this morning. You might go through frustrations in your life. And you might go through difficult situations in your life. But if you put your trust in Him, He is a faithful God. He is a God who keeps His word. He is a promise keeping God. No matter how much down you might go in your life, how low, how low you might feel in your life. But there is a God who will show up. Because you cannot change the nature of God, the character of God. He is a faithful God. No matter how hard your situation is, he will always be there to help you. You will never walk alone in your situation. Exodus chapter 17 verse 3 says, But the people were thirsty for water there, and they grumbled against Moses. Troy's your destiny and your future. The Israelites started a dangerous process of grumbling, and they destroyed their future. They destroyed every plan that God had for their lives. The NLT version says, Exodus chapter 17 verse 3, But tormented by thirst, they continued to argue with Moses. Why, do you bring us, why did you bring us out of Egypt? Are you trying to kill us, our children and our livestock with thirst? Here the NLT version says that they were tormented by thirst. They were tormented by thirst. You see the, the progression, the deterioration in their situation. Earlier, the first stage was this. They were quarreling. They were feeling helpless and, you know, and frustrated. But now they have been tormented. Now they have been tormented by their situation. And they begin this dangerous process called as grumbling. You know, that's what happens when we doubt God's faithfulness and test God and refuse to believe. When God has called us, He is able to lead us. They have been tormented. You know, we need to understand that the enemy wants to destroy our lives. The enemy wants to destroy our future. The enemy wants to destroy our children. The enemy wants to destroy all the blessings that God has given in our lives. But we also need to understand this, that the enemy cannot touch us. The enemy cannot do anything in our lives because there is a wall of protection around us. God will never allow that wall to be removed, that hedge to be removed. There is a divine protection of God around us. You know, but what the enemy does is he makes us to come out of the protection of God. And that's what the Israelites did. Because they doubted God's faithfulness that opened the enemy's attack upon their mind. And they started feeling tormented in, of their situation. You know, and they began this dangerous process of grumbling. You know, grumbling is a very, very dangerous pro pro process. If you have the habit of grumbling, I tell you, it will destroy your lives. It will destroy your lives. It is cancerous. Just like cancer can kill, kill us, grumbling can kill us. You know, the meaning of the word crumble is to complain in a bad-tempered way. To keep saying that you don't like something. That you don't like something. And the Israelites kept doing that. They kept telling, we don't like this place. They kept telling, we, we liked Egypt better. We don't like our walk with the Lord. And they kept telling, our, you know, the, uh, God has brought us here to kill us. God has brought us here to kill our children. Our livestock will die of thirst. That is 
grumbling. They kept saying they don't like it here in the wilderness. They kept telling we don't like walking with God. They kept telling we don't like obeying God and listening to Him and following Him. And we don't like what God has in store for us. That is what grumbling does. And eventually they were completely destroyed. They could not see the purposes of God in their lives. They started imagining the worst for their lives. And their situation started tormenting them. You know, the situation got from bad to worse. And they reached a place of no hope. They reached a place of no hope. Exodus chapter 17 verse 4. This is what the word of God says. Then Moses cried out to the Lord, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. You know, that brings me to the next point. Hearing from God is the key to your problem. Hearing from God is the key to your problem. You know, we see two set of different responses to the same situation. One, the Israelites, the other from Moses. You know, we read there that Moses uh, is cried out to the Lord and he said, What am I to do with these people? They are almost ready to stone me. They are almost ready to stone me. For my place of feeling helpless and frustration, they started grumbling. The situation started tormenting them. They started imagining the worst from them. And now they have picked up stones. They are in open rebellion against God and against Moses. They are almost ready to stone Moses. You know, as a result of their grumbling, they became hysterical and paranoid. They became hysterical and paranoid. And they are, you know, they're about to, they want to stone Moses. You know, but we see that the grumbling or their response did not change the situation. Nothing happened. God does not, because God does not respond to our tantrums. He does not respond to, you know, to the, to our attitudes, you know. We need to understand that God responds only to faith. He responds only to faith. And we read that Moses responded with a heart of humility and total surrender. He responded with a heart of humility and total surrender. You know, the Israelites could not hear from God. The Israelites could not hear from God. You know, they could not receive the solution that God had for their situation. But it was only Moses who could hear from God. You know, why couldn't the Israelites hear from God? Why couldn't the Israelites hear from God? Because of their attitude. They were stubborn. They were not willing to listen to God and walk in obedience. Their heart was not prepared for that. You know, if you're struggling to hear from God, let me tell you, check your heart. Are you willing to obey God? Are you willing to surrender your life to God? And let me tell you this. God's solution to each of our problem is very unique. Why is it so crucial? And why is it so uh, important for us to hear from God? Because God does not use the same methods to give an answer to all your problems. You might have heard from God yesterday. But let me tell you, yesterday's answer will not solve your problems today. You've got to hear from God for each and every situation of your life. Now, if you are struggling to hear from God, then you need to surrender your life and be willing to accept and choose what God has in store for you. And that's what Moses did because he responded with a heart of humility. He came to Lord, he came to the presence of God and he said, what am I to do with these people? What am I to do? And he was ready. You know, he was ready because Moses knew that, you know, that when the Israelites were filled with their own opinions, Moses knew one thing, that he cannot survive the desert. 
because he knew the desert very well he knew that he had he had to hear from god moses had walked the desert had lived in the desert for 40 years and the israelites could not understand this they knew you know they could not understand that they cannot survive the desert unless they hear from god and moses knew that he could not do anything in the desert he was totally surrendered and dependent on god and we need to understand that every solution that god gives is unique no two solutions are same for our problems that is why it becomes very important for us to hear from god that is why it becomes very important for us to surrender our lives and submit our lives and our will and to accept his will and plans for our lives the second reason why the israelites could not hear from god was because they always talked about going back to egypt you know though though they were walking in the freedom in the land of uh, in in the desert their minds were controlled by egypt they always wanted to go back to egypt their minds were filled with egypt now i was asking to myself what was so great for the israelites in egypt think about this there was nothing great for the israelites in egypt but we read that moses never spoke about going back to egypt though he had a great life in egypt moses was raised up in royalty he lived in the palace not like the israelites who were miserable wretched slaves they had a difficult life but yet they complained and they said and they desired to go back and go back to egypt let me tell you it is not because they enjoyed the life in egypt but they were controlled by a mind of slavery they were controlled by a mind of slavery even though they were walking in freedom they could not enjoy the freedom that they were living in because their minds were in slavery to egypt you know their minds were in bondage to egypt and that is why they could not hear from god you know they were walking in stubbornness and rebellion and they were filled their minds were filled with egypt so if you are struggling to hear from god you know we need to check our lives is our mind filled with egypt if our minds is filled with the things of this world then that is bondage let me tell you there is nothing great in the world the life in the world is think about it for yourself how was your previous life think about it what was the situation in your past was there anything great about it there was absolutely nothing great about it but it is a mind of slavery our mind is not free to to come out of the thinking of the of the things of this world the israelites could not hear from god but moses heard from god exodus chapter 17 verse 5 the lord answered moses go out in front of the people take with you some of the elders of israel and take in your hand the staff with which you stuck the nile and go this leads me to my fifth point and this is what it is god's presence transforms your situation god's presence transforms your situation moses came into god's presence and god told him go and face the people go and stand before the people you know when we are in god's presence he gives us courage and strength when we are in god's presence it changes everything and until we come into god's presence nothing will change in our life when you come into god's presence your situation will start 
transforming your situation will start transforming the very people who had picked up the stone and who were opposing moses are now ready to listen to uh, listen to moses why because he is coming out of the presence of god he is coming out from the presence of god when we seek god's presence people's attitude will change don't fight people don't fight your situation just seek the presence of god just come into the presence of god because god's presence will empower you god's presence will strengthen you there is a divine authority that comes upon our life when we are in the presence of god god told moses take your staff and go and stand before the people staff staff represents authority staff represents divine authority you know there is a divine authority you will stand up and you will command your situation if you know moses came crying and feeling weak he cried and he pleaded with the israelites do not test the lord but when he came into the presence of god he is coming back with divine authority with a staff and he is ready to take charge of his situation and the people now are totally different they are willing to listen to moses they are willing to listen to what he has to say you know when we seek god's presence we have divine authority to command our situation to change moses was crying and pleading before the israelites but after hearing from god he rose up with divine authority to take charge of the situation you might come into god's presence with weeping and defeated but you will walk out from his presence victorious and with confidence you will walk out from his presence victorious and with confidence exodus chapter 17 verse 6 i will stand there before you by the rock at horeb strike the rock and water will come out of it for the people to drink so moses did this in the sight of the elders of israel In the book of Numbers chapter 20 the same situation you know Moses writes it a little differently this is what it says in Numbers chapter 20 verse 8 take the staff and you and your brother Aaron gather the assembly together speak to that rock before their eyes and it will pour out its water you will bring water out of the rock for the community so they and their livestock can drink god told Moses speak to the rock you know there is uh, and and my last point is this if you change your words you will change your situation if you change your words you will change your world that you are living in change your change your testimony change the, your confessions god told moses to speak to the rock there is tremendous power in the words that we speak there is tremendous power in the words that we speak you can create or destroy your destiny with the words that you speak you know God created the universe by by the spoken word the word of faith that we speak has the power to create our destiny the words of faith that we speak has a power to change everything in our life God told Ezekiel to speak to a heap of dry bones to speak to a heap of dead and dry bones but when God spoke when Ezekiel spoke in faith the bones came to life and it was raised up to a mighty army There is power in the words that we speak. God told Moses, speak the word, speak the word. God told Joshua, the new uh, newly appointed leader who was in charge of the Israelites to lead them into the land, into the promised land. He told them, the book of the law should not depart from your mouth. You should speak it continuously. You should meditate on the word of God and speak the word of God. continuously the book of the law should not depart from your mouth because if you you know if you do that you will make your path successful and you will prosper we need to speak god's word into our lives and into into a situation
and as we conclude i just want to wrap up by uh, you know just giving a gist of all the things that we just heard you know i spoke of a god who is faithful whose very nature is faithful whose very being is faithful he will never allow us to walk alone in our situation and i also said that lack and struggle in our life is not lack of purpose in our life god has a, god has a purpose a deeper purpose for every lack that we go through and every struggle that we go through we need to identify the source of living waters in our life the source of strength and the source of purity and holiness in our life The second point that I shared was this do not fight with your situation if you are frustrated and feeling helpless change your strategy change your strategy change the means by which you are fighting the third point was this grumbling destroys your destiny and your future do not open the doors of your mind for the enemy to come and take control you will be st- you will start feeling tormented of your situation the enemy is waiting to destroy your life The next point was this hearing from God is a key to your problems. You know the solution that God gives to each and every problem in our life is very unique. So it is important for us to hear from God. And the next point was God's presence will transform your situation. You know your situation will change, people's attitude will change, people's reaction will change, but seek first his his presence. Seek his seek his favor. Things will change by itself. And the last point that I shared was this, speak to your situation. There is tremendous power in the words that we speak. God told Moses to speak to the rock and the living waters flowed and the Bible says that the entire nation, the entire community was satisfied. their livestock was taken care of and you know they survived you know they would they survived god does not bring us god does not just take us into any situation in our life god had a purpose for bringing the israelites into refidim there is a deeper purpose for what you're going through in your life shall we just bow our heads and look to the lord thank you jesus hallelujah Thank you Lord. Thank you Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4 says they drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was Christ. The word of God says that the rock accompanied them the spiritual rock accompanied them it was not just natural water that they drank but they drank the heavenly waters that is why they could survive the desert they did not eat natural food but they drank the heavenly food they dr- they ate they ate the heavenly food they ate the food the manna that came from heaven and they drank the supernatural water that god gave them and this morning i want to ask each one of us have we identified the source of our strength have we come to the spring of living waters have we come to the source of living waters father we pray oh god that you move in our midst this morning oh god you move in our midst this morning oh god Lord bring us to that place where we will drink of that spiritual drink where we will drink of that living waters Lord Lord many times we have 
carry, try to carry water in broken cisterns that cannot contain water. They're just broken cisterns, Lord. They cannot satisfy us, Lord. We want to come to the source of living water, Lord. We want to come to the source of living water. Many of us here, we are thirsty. Lord, we pray. Lord, let water gush out this morning from that rock. You said, the rock accompanied them. You are here with us, Lord. And I speak, Lord, let those waters gush out this morning and satisfy your people. Satisfy your children this morning, O oh God. Lord, we need the divine strength, O oh God. We need the divine strength to sustain our situation, Lord Father. We need the divine strength to face those battles, Lord. That really spoke to me. And I pray that it spoke to you as well. I want you to remember this. It doesn't matter what you're going through and where you're at. Our Heavenly Father is always with you. I want to say this, if you need prayer or you want to reach out to us, send us an email or DM us on Instagram. You know, let us know if we can serve you in any way. Just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe so that you can tune in with us again. And I'm really hoping to see you next week.